The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Payoff Pitch, the Action Network's MLB betting podcast. We come to you every Tuesday and Friday, getting you set for today's MLB betting slate. I'm Colin Whitchurch, Senior Editor at the Action Network, joined as usual by Action Network Senior Writer Sean Zarillo. We're going through today's slate, one afternoon game. We got the Mariners Padres at 4, 10 p.m., the other 14 games taking place under the lights. So let's just dive right into it with our new format and get to our best bets. Are you going to place a bet or what? They never quit. It's unbelievable. It's kind of the game within the game here. Zerillo, a lot to choose from today. Some aces on the mound, some divisional matchups. I'm curious where you're going with your best bet for today. Yeah, very difficult to narrow down for a best bet today. There's a lot of bets that I like, a lot of underdogs that I like, and I had a difficult time even choosing my favorite underdog, which we'll get to in a bit. And one of my favorite bets is something we're going to talk about and fade the public. I don't love that the public has joined me on that bet, but I still like it. So let's give out the other favorite that I'm on because there's only two today that I bet. And the second of the two is the Padres. The first five line is minus 120 still at MGM. I like it up to minus 127, projected it at minus 138. So minus 127 is my cutoff price target. Clevenger fully stretched out for the Padres. Now his velocity has come back slowly throughout the season. So he's roughly where he was before his injuries. And I like Logan Gilbert a lot, but there's still about a half a run differential in the expected indicators for these two pitchers, thus point in the season, still limited sample for Clevenger. But Clevenger's marks anywhere between 3 and 3.5, Logan Gilbert between 3.7 and 4. So slight difference there and enough for me to back Clevenger. On top of that, I think the biggest difference in these two teams is defense. The Padres are the better defensive team and probably make them the second best defensive team behind the Cardinals. First and outs above average, Mariners are 16th. 
you look at defensive runs saved. It is a little bit closer of a gap. The Padres are still better. Mariners still around league average. So defense, Clevenger being slightly better enough for me to bet the Padres here up to minus 127 for the first five innings. Man, going against our guy, Logan Gilbert today. Kind of yeah. breaks my heart a little bit. Um, yeah, you mentioned, I mean, a lot, a lot of good underdogs on the slate. One of them, I, I think that we're uh, teasing a little bit to a future in the episode, the Blue Jays athletics game today. That's where I'm going for my best bet, but I'm not picking a side. So you say Kikuchi against Adrian Martinez, and this is a fade of the starting pitchers in this matchup. You say Kikuchi has been below replacement level all season. 4.74 ERA is pedestrian, but his XERA is all the way up to 6.32. There's just a lot to dislike about everything that we've seen out of Kikuchi this year. He is striking out about a batter per nine more than last year, but his walks are up from 9.3% all the way to 12.8%. And he's not getting BABIP to death either. His BABIP is a sustainable 294. If you look at all of his batted ball numbers, he's getting barreled up more at 16.8%, which is up from 11. He's allowing the ball to fly more. His average launch angle is 10.1, which is up from 7.9. And he's just getting hit harder. His hard hit, his hard contact rates up to 41.9% all the way from 33.9% last year. Every single pitch in his arsenal this season has a negative run value, except for his split finger, which is just plus 2.0. And that's his third most used pitch. He only throws at 13.1% of the time. So all signs point to bad news for Yusei Kikuchi today. You'll think I'm taking the athletics here, and I probably kind of am. But my best bet here is the over here, over eight in Blue Jays athletics. Adrian Martinez is on the other side for Oakland. I hate betting on the athletics. That's why I'm focused on the total here. Martinez came over in the Sean Mania trade right before the season from San Diego. He's 25. He threw five shutout innings against Detroit in his major league debut. Granted, that was against Detroit. Went back down to the minors. That was a double header, uh, 27th man start. Came back up last week against the Mariners. Gave up seven runs. Just got completely rocked by Seattle's offense. He's basically a fastball changeup pitcher. Um, throws a curveball and a slider, couple little bit, but basically a two pitch pitcher. The Blue Jays actually have a negative run value against fastballs, but they're ninth best against changeups. And since June first, the Blue Jays have the best offense in baseball. The weighted runs created plus of one thirty six, so they're absolutely hammering the ball. There's no way I think Martinez is going to get through this outing unscathed. So that combined with fading Kikuchi, every single opportunity I get has me taking over eight for my best bet in Blue Jays athletics. Let's move on to fade the public. One of our favorite segments here. We look at the Action Network app and see where the public's going and whether we're going to side with them tonight or not. 83% of the bets and 92% of the money tonight is on the Marlins and NL Cy Young favorite Sandy Alcantara against the Angels and Noah Syndergaard. Zarillo, are we riding with the public on the Marlins tonight or not? I'm with the Marlins tonight. I like their first five line to minus 152, their full game line to minus 140. No Jess Chisholm, no Jorge Soler. So it does certainly affect their offense and their splits. But very sneakily, the Marlins are seventh against right-handed pitching this season, 107 WRC plus of 7% above league average. And maybe what Sandy's doing isn't completely sustainable. ERA under two. His expected ERA is 2.6. But I think based on how few people he strikes out, the walk numbers, and the fact that his expected FIP, Sierra, are in that mid-threes range, 
he actually gets a little bit underrated by some of the models and some of the big bets that are out there. Cause I can, I do think he can carry that 2.6 ERA going forward the rest of the way. He really only gets hurt when the Marlins defense messes up behind him. If he had the Cardinals defense playing behind him, he could carry a two ERA the rest of the way. The Marlins are not quite as good defensively, but really unless you hit a home run against them or the Marlins mess up on defense, it is tough to score runs against Sandy ground ball over 50% of the time. I believe he's second ground ball rate behind Framber Valdez and he's getting more pop-ups this year. I've mentioned this multiple times, but he's generating so much weak contact despite the strikeout numbers being low, which is going to affect his expected FIP this Sierra, other underlying indicators, which people look at strikeout minus walk rate. He generates so much weak contact that I think he's actually better than the market has given him credit for, especially of late. So I've continued to bet him and mostly had success. Obviously that Cardinals bet was heartbreaking, but Really, Sandy just consistently, you can find about 10 cents of value in his line. So I do like the Marlins here. I said minus 152 for the first five, minus 140 for the full game. On top of that, Syndergaard has been better in his last two starts. However, that did come against the White Sox, who struggle against righties and against the Royals. So Syndergaard velocity has still been stable in that 94 range the entire season. And in his recent starts, he's still a far cry from when he was throwing 97 miles an hour with the Mets. It's interesting. Normally when we get to this fade the public section, we're usually talking about whether we're betting against the Dodgers or the Yankees, these, these big public teams just shows how much the public has come to respect Alcantara and how legitimate he is that they're so heavily on one of the least public teams in baseball in the Marlins. I would, I would think it'd be safe to say that the, the average MLB viewer, the average better can't name five Marlins, but they know Alcantara. They know he's the NL Cy Young favorite. So here we are. And it's honestly kind of upsetting to me that uh, Alcantara is starting to get this much respect because one of my favorite things about him was that the Marlins were often underdogs and you could get him at plus money. That's obviously not the case anymore. So that is my roundabout way of saying I'm actually baiting the public today. I'm backing Thor and backing the Angels. You know, Syndergaard, we've talked about him. We were fading him a lot early this season. He's not striking out batters anymore, but he's showing some craftiness. Um, you know, he's he's not walking anyone. He's pitching to contact, and he's, he's allowing a lot of weak contact. He's proving that you don't have to get whiffs to be effective. Maybe a little bit of it is smoke and mirrors, but, you know, he's, he's kind of reinvented himself this season, and he's continuing to show success here uh, close to the All-Star break. So, I'm kind of interested to see what we're going to get from him going forward. You know, his BABIP is sustainable, so there's not a lot of, you know, room for obvious regression here. Um, it's a strikeout league. He's not striking out batters, but he's he's having success. So I actually like uh, the Angels as an underdog here. I'm also targeting the first five here instead of the full game. First five plus 125. What I really like is the first five run line, just because I don't trust this Marlins offense. If you can get the Angels – plus half a run for the first five at minus 115. I like that. Two other bets in this game that I like, the first five under three and a half. Again, I think Thor is going to be good enough to shut down the Marlins offense, and Alcantara is Alcantara. Under three and a half is a beautiful number there. And one final bet, I'm going to go with no runs first inning. Again, we got Alcantara. We've got the Marlins offense. You can get under half a run in the first inning here at minus 140. Obviously some juice there, but I love it. Give me the Angels. First five, money line, run line, under, and a nerfy for you. Fading the public. Fading our boy, Sandy Alcantara, which actually pains me to do. 
All right, moving on to one of our favorite segments again here, underdog of the day. This is where we make our money, Zerillo, and today is a juicy underdog slate. Uh, where's my dog? Uh-huh, where's my dog? Where's my dog? We've got tons of teams at huge plus money. It's going to be maximum pain or maximum profit, I feel like, today in this slate. I'm curious where you're going with all of these juicy underdogs. What's your favorite today? Yeah, with the amount of bets I place and the average odds I place them at, I really only need to hit about 45% of my bets in order to break even. So when I'm hitting about 48, 49% of them, we are absolutely booming. So just give me one out of every two of these underdogs and I'm a very happy man. My favorite underdog for today is the Pittsburgh Pirates going against the New York Yankees. They were very good to us against the Dodgers. They've disappointed against other teams, so maybe they'll get up for playing the Yankees and manage to find a series win against them, too. I should have bet more on this line last night. I bet it at plus 200 last night. It has crashed all the way down to plus 177. I bet their first five line last night. It has actually come down again about 20, 25 cents into the range where I think it should be. So no value on the first five line for me at this point. Projected both halves closer to plus 148. First five lines sitting around plus 150 at this point. But I still like the full game line to plus 161. You know, I could have made the Pirates even closer to a coin flip here. This is the Jamison Tyone revenge game. So you have to factor that into your handicap as well. But really, I had to manipulate this line even to get it to plus 148. That's that's basically the story of how I modeled this game. And even to get it to this level, I had to make Tyone as good as I could. I had to make Cantana as bad as I could. I had to take out the Pirates' defensive value because the Yankees hit home runs. So generally when teams go against the Yankees, a sneaky way in my model to get the Yankees a bit higher on the price because I know they're going to be overjuiced anyway and to decrease my edge just a little bit to stop me from throwing unit upon unit on it is to take out the defensive value for the other team, especially when they're a good team defensively. So the Pirates at plus... 161 or better for the full game. My favorite full game underdog play for today. But as you mentioned, and as you teased, there's about six or seven other underdogs that I have in my card. Yeah. And I'm on one of them. Um, you talked about revenge factor, James and Tyone against the pirates. I'm going to another one. It's Zach Granke and the Royals against the Houston Astros. And I like the Royals here. Luis Garcia has been fine for Houston. He's basically the pitcher we see in his back of the baseball card stats. Granky again, as I mentioned, against his former team, if there's a pitcher, you know, his stuff is declining. This is probably his last year in the majors. But if there's a guy who's going to know exactly how to beat a team like Houston, I feel like Granky's the guy who's going to figure it out. The thing about Granky is he does not miss bats anymore at all. But that's not how you beat Houston because Houston's not going to strike out that much to begin with. You beat the Astros by inducing weak contact. And I think Granky with his pitch mix has an excellent chance of doing that. Obviously, the Royals are not a better team than the Astros by any stretch of the imagination. Kansas City gave them a a tough game last night. And I just think that there's a lot of value on Kansas City, given the number we're getting plus 210, first five innings plus 190. Love that here. Like like you mentioned, love a lot of underdogs. I'm going to talk about a couple more, but my favorite is the Royals plus 210 and their first five innings plus 190. I need that to come up a little bit more for me. Um, and also I'm a little bit scarred from the Royals blowing a five run lead yesterday. So it was wrong. Fuck that team. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on before we get to our final bets of the day, we're going to go a little big picture. We like to talk futures. We like to talk uh, a little bit of a big picture stuff. And we're going to do that Zerillo, because 
right before we started recording, you were talking to me about a team that you're targeting in the futures market. You're looking for the right price, a little bit undervalued, not a first place team right now. So I just want you to dive into it. Yeah, we talked about World Series value last week. And the more I've looked into it, the more I've thought about it. I really like the Atlanta Braves as a potential repeat champion, maybe a sneaky dynasty that they're forming here. Spencer Strider, Michael Harris look like two of the finalists for NL Rookie of the Year with the way those two are playing at this point. When you get to the playoffs, and I think at this point, almost the Braves are very likely to make the playoffs. Fangraphs has them at 95%. Pakoda has them at 90%. If I compare them to all the other teams in the wild card hunt, I think they're better. Mets getting Scherzer and DeGrom back. They have to close down a three-game lead in the division, three-and-a-half-game lead. Maybe they don't get there. But putting them in a three-game wild card series, I think their rotation is better for the playoffs than they had last year. Max Fried is better. Charlie Morton finally looking as good as he has in the past. And then you get Spencer Strider and Kyle Wright instead of Ian Anderson and Huascar Noah in games three and four of a playoff series. That's an upgrade. You put Huascar Noah in the bullpen. That's where he always should have been. I think their bullpen is as good. Maybe their lineup isn't quite as good until Albies comes back, but Albies should be back in time for the playoffs. So taking all of that into consideration, I think the Braves are definitely a better team than what they won the World Series with last year, especially by the time they get to the playoffs. Fangraphs has the Mets still winning the division slightly more often. They have the split as 56% for the Mets, 57%, and 41% for the Braves. But the playoff odds, and this is very rare, that a projection has the playoff odds, World Series odds, and pennant odds better for a team than they do for a team ahead of them in the division. And that is the case. They have the Braves 2% better to win the pennant, and they have them 2.2% better to win the World Series, 14.5%. So they're saying that the implied odds for the Braves to win the World Series are plus 700. The implied odds to win the NL pennant are around plus 360. You can get around plus 600 for the NL pennant. And I believe as high as 13 to 1, 14 to 1 to win the World Series. So I'm definitely taking a strong consideration looking at Braves futures at this point. I may just go ahead and bet that pennant odd at plus 600 because if they do get to the playoffs and they're very likely to get to the playoffs at this point, Fangraphs has them at 95%. I think the Braves are very dangerous. I think they're more dangerous than they were last year. Yeah. Braves, as you mentioned, plus 1,300 at FanDuel for the World Series, plus 600 for the pennant. Division price has come down. I I got them at about plus 250 to win the NL East a few weeks ago. Now plus 150. Mets sitting there at minus 160. They, they're definitely a team. You know, they're, they're the least public contender, I feel like. And that's even particularly rare as the defending champion. It's like, they're the defending champion and still nobody believes in them. So you're going to find value in the betting market there for sure. Very interesting. Very good stuff. Before we get going, we've got our final bets of the day. Zarillo and I are going to run through a couple of games that we're going to talk about. Just a couple more that we haven't talked about yet that we find value. I'll go ahead and rip through mine real quick because I don't have a lot to say. A lot of this is just pure value plays. You talked about Pirates, Yankees. I'm going to add Reds, Mets, and Rockies, Dodgers to this. These are a trio of underdogs that I think are just a little bit undervalued. Betting the Pirates, betting the Reds, betting the Rockies. All three of these games, if you go to the Action Network app right now, the bet percentage is heavily, heavily sided with the favorite. But in all three cases, there is more money on the underdogs. So this, these are very clear sharp versus square 
plays. We talked about our favorite underdogs of the day. I could add all three of them. Bet the Pirates, bet the Reds, Nick Lodolo against Max Scherzer, and the Rockies with Herman Marquez against Mitch White. Again, like you mentioned, Zarello, you just need to hit 45% of, of these underdog bets to break even. That's what we're looking to do today with my athletics bet I talked about earlier with the Pirates, Reds, and Rockies. I know you've got something to say about a couple of those games and a couple more, so I'll let you get into it. Yeah, the underdogs you've mentioned so far, the Royals, the only one I haven't bet yet. I need just closer to plus 220, plus 225 to play the Royals. It may get there before game time, so we'll just continue to wait for the best number. But the Reds, I like Nick Lodolo. I think Nick Lodolo is very good, actually. His projections, X indicators, all under four. So I would bet their full game line of plus 165. I just need plus 177 or better to bet his first five line against Scherzer. Rockies and Dodgers, plus 185 for the full game, plus 195 for the first five innings on Herman Marquez. Bad at the start of the year. He had a good run, and then he's been bad in his last couple starts. So not a huge investment for me on Marquez, but going against the Dodgers with bad teams is something you just kind of have to swallow and do throughout the season because the lines are going to be overinflated. We mentioned with the Yankees, the lines are going to be overinflated against bad teams. It's the same case with the Dodgers. Just kind of have to swallow your pride and do it, but you have to do it consistently. You can't really pick and choose your spots. As long as you see them playing bad teams, there's probably going to be value in those lines. Keep an eye out for my projections. I'll tell you whether there is or not. The Nationals and the Phillies need to wait for plus 142 on the first five line, but plus 137 for the full game is a bet for me on the Nationals. Just got swept by the Marlins. Their bullpen is terrible, but Espino is pretty solid. And the Phillies are going with a bullpen game, which means the Phillies are likely to blow up at some point. The A's and the Jays you talked about, I am betting the A's here, fate of Yusei Kikuchi, which we've continued to do the entire season. Also, the A's coming off of a win last night. So I think anytime you get these teams like the Jays who lose a game to a bad team, like the A's, everybody just assumes they're going to win the final two games of the series and piles on them. But I don't think that's the case here necessarily. So the A's plus 140 for the full game, plus 137 for the first five innings are bets for me. The Cubs and the Brewers, the Cubs, the one team that has moved out of range relative to the overnight lines, those lines crash down. If you can get plus 115 or better first five, plus 123 full game, if those numbers come back up, I would play those. But I do like the over eight and a half here still. Projected this total at 9.1. Bet the over nine at plus money. Just a bet projection-wise on my card, like getting under that key number. But I bet the over nine at plus money. And I think that's where you could bet it up to for the push probability. And then lastly, the Tigers and the Guardians bet both games of the Tigers doubleheader yesterday, and we ended up sweeping those. Actually, probably should have parlayed them because I said yesterday morning that I thought the Tigers would end up sweeping it. Just had a sneaky feeling. Plus 123 for the full game on the Tigers with Drew Hutchison. Not super exciting. Not a lot of exciting guys that I can tell you on this slate that I'm getting behind. But if you can get plus 138 or better on their first five line, I would add that to my card as well. It's an underdog bonanza here on Tuesday, and it's it's quite the coincidence because as we've talked about a couple times, Tuesday's favorites have ruled Tuesdays in baseball this season. So we're betting against the trend. It's going to be maximum pain or maximum profit on this Tuesday. That'll do it for us. For Colin Whitchurch, Sean Zarillo, be sure to check back with us every Tuesday and Friday during the season. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Action Network's YouTube channel where we do live shows once a week. Wednesday or Thursday, Zarillo and the crew normally breaking down that day's slate. 
For Sean Zarillo, I'm Colin Whitchurch. Good luck with your bets today, and we'll talk to you next time. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.